0: Black Swarm Podcast, baby, we're raw. And welcome to the week four edition of the Black Swarm Podcast, Hank Piper here with Rob Antonell, and uh, right now we got the definitely not COVID edition, sorry we missed last week people, but um, we were both out sick with verifiably not COVID. Yes. So, catch up on a couple games, Glen Oak and Reynoldsburg. You were there for most of the Glen Oak game, Rob. What would you think?
1: Uh, Well, as you know, when it comes to my ability to remember games from more than yesterday, it's it's a little tough. Um, What I do remember was that the first half was kind of rough uh it was a pretty tough battle uh i think there's a lot of people that were disappointed um at that point of how things were going uh we were expected to be much better than glen oak and do much better and i think the offense was expected to look better than it was uh so i think you know going into halftime there's a lot of frustration um but then the second half uh i know that we ended up doing a lot better uh added some points on, um, ended up <coughs> winning by a pretty good margin, but uh, it, it took a little while for things to click, for things to go our way, and uh, I, I just think that first half of the game specifically was something that a lot of fans were like not too happy about.
0: Yeah, I mean, I wasn't happy in the slightest, um, and it wasn't us against Glen Oak. It just seemed like us against execution, us against doing things correctly, us against the offense looking competent at all. And it wasn't, again, it's not the defense that was the issue. Glen Oak never passed the 50-yard line the entire game. We're, we're talking about this. We're not talking about the defense. Um, offensively, we just look like a, a dumpster fire early on. I think that two minute drive there right at the end of the first half kind of like stuff started to click and you're right. The second half we did look, um, competent like an actual football team, but man, it was like, it was rough to watch there. And that was kind of my breaking point, at least with the, with the snaps on offense. Um, my theory behind like why with our, with the center situation was he's probably your fifth best lineman. And if, you're, he's snapping like that. It's probably not just in the games. It's probably in practice. And I always thought it was like, okay, if that's the fifth best guy we got, we're kind of living with that because there's a big gap between five and six. But um, going into Reynoldsburg, it looked like they shuffled the line around a little bit. Uh, new center. Snaps are less of an issue now, so that doesn't seem to be a problem moving forward. Um, as for the rest of Glen Oak, Really not much to talk about. They were exactly who we thought they were. Offense started to, like we said, started to click a little bit there. And then uh, defense just continues to be lights out. Um,
1: that's all I got. Rob, anything else on them? No, I think touching on the snaps was, was good. That's something that, um, you know, it, it did get to the point where, you know, you just can't really have this anymore. Yeah. Um, at, at a certain point it's just unacceptable. You know, it's going to completely kill any offense. So uh, it's good to see that there was uh, some kind of change or fix that went on one way or another. So I think that's good. Um, But, yeah, that was Glen Oak two weeks ago. Um, Going into Reynoldsburg,
0: they did not impress me in the slightest. Um, They had – We absolutely dominated them up front. I thought uh, it was a little bit tough sledding at the beginning. Again, our offense came out kind of flat. Um, You know, it took us three drives before we got a first down. And when we did finally get that first down, the entire crowd started cheering. And I just sat in my seat. I hung my head because that shit was embarrassing. The fact that getting a first down almost halfway through the first quarter of the game gets a cheer like that. Like, I know people were kind of having fun with it. And it's like, okay, when, you know, like, like it's, it's kind of a joke, but that shit was just flat out embarrassing. It was a joke. Yeah. I mean, like something, it was, I, I don't know what it was. It looked like execution. You know, there seemed to be a nice mix of run and pass in there and we just couldn't get shit going. Um, uh, the, the entire night, the passing game looked horrendous, I think would be a good word for it. Um, early on, he had a couple throws that seemed like you know they were catchable, hit the receivers in the hands and just drops. Um, he had three wide-open opportunities. Twice we called the fake screen and go. Yeah. Wide open, overthrows. <sighs> and then we hit him with a hitch-and-go later in the game, too wide open, overthrows, and the defender got to lay the wood on him, and uh, 18, what's that receiver? We got we got a nice little deep rotation at receiver, so I can't even remember these guys' names right now. Campbell, Banks. Might have been Banks. Uh, sorry, guys. But he got banged up at, from that hit. Um, he was actually on the sideline the rest of the game out of a shoulder pad, so that's... Not great, but he seemed to be smiling and everything, so it is what it is. Um, yeah, we I think one for nine passing on the night. Uh, only completion was, like, the hitch on Smash. Oh, wow. Yeah, not great. Um, not much going for the tag screen out there, so that, that it's not like that was really attempted at all. Uh, but, you know, he had plenty of opportunities. Wide open guy. I mean, like, nobody there on the fake screen it goes. And for, it, for, for us to get that, like, that look twice in a game, mm-hmm. I mean, you got to make that throw. Like, it is what it is. Um, so, you know, passing game continues to struggle, but snaps are looking better. Uh, based on Glen Oak and Reynoldsburg, it seems like we're kind of leaning more into the heavier personnel. We've come out in some empty like heavy personnel empty backfield where the quarterback is the main runner you know it's kind of like a wildcat look if it wasn't our starting quarterback still taking the snap uh, so that is you know that it that's the it's good to see the coaches kind of adjusting to what we actually do have um, you know you don't really find out who you are until you're playing other teams and you know kid might be slanging it in practice but if he can't complete a pass on game night, then you got to look elsewhere. And it seems like we're uh, leaning more into the QB run game. Not a lot of options stuff from what I could see. It looked more like true, just called QB runs. Um, But he seems to be comfortable in it. And, you know, we'll see how – I'm excited to see how that's going to evolve from there Uh, defensively. We just dominated Reynoldsburg up front, man. Like, they had no running room. I think they had maybe four yards rushing on the night. It seemed like their best play was the broken play. Um, what really surprised me was the second half. It seemed like we went almost entirely cover zero, and – Which is something, you know, we're not really a blitz-happy team. We're more of a sit-back in our base quarters and kind of keep everything in front of us and swarm to the ball and, you know, make you pick us apart, which most teams can't do. And it just kind of threw me off to see us like, okay, we're lining up in cover zero. We're blitzing the shit out of you the rest of this game. Do something about it. And what little success they could find against that was like the quick slants and stuff against the off-man And cover zero, and I I feel like that was uh, a lot of, you know, Coach McConnell and Lino just putting our uh, DBs on an island and like, hey, use your reps, go make a play, kid.
1: Yeah, so for those of you that have been able to pick up on it, I was not at the game. I did not watch the game. I did not read about the game. I slept during the game. So this is my first time hearing about it as well. I haven't even talked to Hank about the game, so I'm warning about what happened last week. Um, but, I mean, th- I saw a few things on Twitter that did say, like, our passing game looked horrible. Um, I saw that, I think, Trell had a pretty good game. He had, like, 200 yards or something. Oh, yeah. Um, Ohio State's running back coach was there in attendance. Um, but... <clears throat> Um, Yeah, I mean, in general, you know, just kind of picking up on that same trend that, you know, the offense kind of lackluster. And then it seems like we have some success running, but the passing game is still struggling. Yeah. um,
0: We had a lot of success running against them. I feel like we were pretty on the night. We had a good game plan for that, at least that aspect of it. And when we executed, it looked good. And then even when, you know, guys had – the teams had that plus one and trails one on one with the dude. He was making guys miss, he was running guys over, make breaking arm tackles. I think all around run game, it looked, uh, it looked pretty good. I know at one point we had a really good march going out of our just straight heavy personnel. Uh, we got a it was either a false start, I think, and you know, kind of got us off sequence. And it just reminded me of the conversation we had about, um, pick central week one. You know, if that's going to be the kind of offense that we run. Uh, this run heavy, you know, ground and pound. It's got to be clean. It's, you, gotta, you have to execute it with no mistakes. Because mm-hmm. when you're on schedule, it's hard to beat. It's tough to stop, man. Uh, but when you get put in that second and long, first and 15, whatever, just from dumb mistakes too, that you're going to get thrown off your game plan. And so far as what I've seen when we're forced to pass the ball, it's, there's not much going uh, so it'll be interesting to see where we go from here. Uh, we we got Warren coming up. Always, you know, a historic game between us and them. Um, always got good players. Maybe not necessarily we've discussed in the past the best coached, uh, but they got some athletes, and I think it'll be a, a nice little test Friday night because they got some. <clears throat> they got some size up front on both sides And one thing that surprised me About Warren looking at the roster That was passed out at Booster Club Was they don't have any guys that Start both ways hmm. um, Their quarterback I think he's been The guy that you know we played him uh, Did we play Warren last year? I want to say no I don't know Okay, Let's, let's say no <laughs> I'm going to say no uh, he was the starter, I think, as a sophomore when we played him back in 2019. Uh, senior this year, I think it's going to be a lot like Reynoldsburg, where um, at least it seems like his best plays are the broken plays. He likes to run it, likes to bounce it, um, kind of that, uh, you know, backyard offense type deal. Where okay, here's your best player. He's on. He's the guy taking the snaps. Let's see what we can do.
1: Yeah, so I mean, like you said, Warren, historically a good opponent, um, a rival for us, and you know they always have athletes. They always have some kids that can take you to the house at any at any time. Um, we've talked about that in past episodes, um, the preview before the year started, and uh, it's going to be at their stadium. They haven't beaten us in a little while, but. Uh, you know, they're definitely familiar with us we've, we've played them a lot and uh, you know it's gonna be a big game for them so you know you, you never know what's gonna happen especially going up there I mean one big play if you're stagnant if you hang around with a team you know they might bust one off bust a couple long touchdowns on you um, they might they're gonna be flying around um, yeah they're not always the most disciplined team they're not always the most fundamental team but um they have athletes they usually got some big kids and got athletes so you know you let a team hang around or you know they'll make you pay for it or uh you know maybe this is the year where they actually put it all together and they are a really good team um i'm not entirely certain what they're like but they're always a tough opponent and especially going up there in that environment you know it's a really dark um, their fans are into it. Our fans are into it. And it's a it's a great place to play, but you better come ready.
0: Yeah, um, especially because this year they're really emphasizing. I think it's their 50th anniversary of their state championship win. Is the Warren Panthers? <coughs> so they're doing kind of a throwback thing. Where, where uh, when we'll be up there, uh, and like you said, it's always a fun environment to play in. Uh, Not quite as hostile as, you know, a place like Steubenville, but one that always gets the juices flowing, and uh, hopefully see everybody at Buena Vista right before the game.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm excited. Um, Missing last week. I'm definitely ready to get back into it. Um, So hopefully it's a good game, good showing, and uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for it. I know we don't sound it, but we're excited for it.
0: Um, it's a long week long two weeks yeah it, it's been a it's been a time over this way uh, that's really all I got man um, take a quick break for our sponsors and then wrap this thing up make this one short and sweet I think that's a yes.
1: Hey Tiger fans, I bet if you're anything like my partner Hank, you probably need to go see an eye doctor. Yes sir. And if you do, we have the place for you. The Doring Vision
0: Center is a primary care optometry clinic located in downtown Maslin. They have a wide variety of eyeglass frames, everything from budget packages to designer brands. And if you're like me and prefer contacts over glasses because glasses are a hassle, they have uh, the technology to fit all types of lenses.
1: They treat most conditions? And they also take emergency visits as well. At the Doring Vision Center, most insurances are accepted, and you even have a good chance of getting a same day appointment.
0: So come on down to see former Maslin Tiger Dr. Ben Doring at 35 Erie Street North, Suite 110, Maslin 44646.
1: And that's right next to the by Bar, for those of you who know the local watering holes.
0: Or you can check them out on Facebook at the Doring Vision Center. That's D O E R I N G Vision Center. Or give them a call at 330
1: 880 0035. Doring Vision Center, proud supporter of all things Maslin. All right, so our FW Runner and Sons question of the week, which I just thought of now since it's our uh, first away game. Stadium that we're familiar with, stadium that we both like, stadium that has an atmosphere that also has local eateries that people are used to going to. Our question of the week is going to be, and I'd love to see what people out there have to say as well. What is your favorite stadium to go to for a football game? Ooh. Obviously, outside of playing at home.
0: Yeah. Now is this Maslin
1: game or any stadium? well, I would be open to hearing what your different answers are, but um, I was thinking Maslin game, okay, but I'd be open to hearing about a non Maslin game
0: i mean i don't have an I don't have a non maslin answer I'm just saying for everybody else at home
1: oh, just okay yes, just, Thank it's you for that is a
0: very very non specific question that's all
1: so it makes it a good question yep an easy question
0: easy question Ah uh, man i don't know there's something that's just like close to my heart about getting batteries thrown at you down near the river yeah with that giant stupid horse spitting fire
1: mm-hmm.
0: and a bunch of inbreds just shouting at you the entire time
1: yeah, I, I really like going down there as well. Um, my only issue is that the wayside stands are kind of small down there. I mean, it, it makes it it makes it makes really tight, which is nice. Um, but I just wish they had maybe a little bit bigger wayside stands because uh, I think we would still be able to get more fans down there pretty easily, mm-hmm. um, even with the trip and everything. Uh, so I, I just think we could have a little bit more fans. With that, I don't really know. You know, where do we? Is there anywhere we've gone down there? I mean, I'm sure there's places that people go to that I'm not uh, aware of, but there's not really anything down there that you know. We we just kind of go down there, go to the game. Um, but yeah, obviously, Stumville is one of the top places. It, it was also on my list, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, Warren is one of them. Uh, Steubenville obviously I, was another one, but there's
0: something really fun about Austintown when the scoreboard doesn't work.
1: Yeah, that was not fun. That was quite the environment. It was the environment, that's for sure. <laughs> a lot of angry fans, but it was not fun. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Steubenville is a great, great place to go down there and play. I mean, you're right, it is. Dirty. It's on the river. A bunch of river rats. You got people throwing stuff at you. Um, guaranteed to be a fight somewhere. But it's it a great environment. Um, and I know they're like the stadium itself, the geographic location. It's kind of backed up, and there's not a whole lot of room on the away side. Yeah, which adds to it. But you know, you got to walk like behind the stands on that little path. And then walk, like, around the end zone stands or through the end zones to get out. And the logistics of it aren't great. You're kind of forced to go through Stimville fans, and there's going to be altercations. And um, I just kind of wish that they had a bigger stand down there. Because, I mean, I think they could have a bigger stadium, bigger awayside stands, and it would be good for them most weeks of the year. Right. Um, they could also have a bigger wayside locker room, but that's, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> that's, that's part of the gamesmanship, I think. Yep. Um, only having a locker room that can fit like 15 people in it is gamesmanship. Um, but outside of that, what are, what are some other places that you like to go to? Hmm. I kind of like going down to Mansfield.
0: Yeah, Mansfield's always a good time. Um, you know, there's a nice place you can hydrate pretty much right across the street. Also, a great place to park if you don't want your tires you don't slashed. want your
1: tires slashed. Yeah. Uh,
0: so yeah, man, I, for- I forgot about that. Um, Ashland's a good place to go if you want to just freeze. I think,
1: especially since it wasn't Ashland.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> we
1: played Ashland. Right. Yeah, Worcester, Worcester. Thank you. Um, yeah, Worcester, yeah, yeah, if you want to go there Because I'm sure it freezes every night of the year in Worcester Not just the one we were there
0: it, Well, it would
1: only be cold when we're there Because,
0: I mean, we, we, yeah, we are playing them like, well, later We do play year, them, yeah But that's at home, right? Yeah So yeah, next time we play them, it will be Play there, it will probably be a playoff game
1: <laughs> You're really working the numbers there, aren't you? I found
0: myself on Hill <laughs>
1: No way we go down there like week four next year at all, right? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Heard it here first. <laughs>
0: Heard it here first. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, I wanted to say Hoban, but you know what I mean. Akron. Akron Zip Stadium. <laughs> Hoban's.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I uh, never played at Hoban Stadium. No. Never watched a game at Hoban Stadium.
0: No. It's just they're the last team we played up there. That's why in my head, obviously, I'm more on the. <clears throat> Obviously I'm more thinking of the teams we played Than where it was at currently um, Infocision Yes, thank you very much Infocision is always a fun place to be Just because it's actually a nicer, newer Pretty good sized stadium uh, Beyond that I'm kind of drawing a blank man
1: Don't, uh, don't do not a lot of weight games huh?
0: Not as a fan
1: lately <laughs> I meant like as a school But Oh yeah <laughs> Don't do a lot of weight games, Nah. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to hear what some other people say. I'm sure there's some that are really nice that maybe we used to play a lot. Mm-hmm. We haven't been there in a while, kind of place. Um, so let us know. Let us know what is one of your favorite environments, even if it's not for a on game. Like you know, there's plenty of fun places around that you know we don't play there so we're not used to it but there's plenty of people that travel around going to different games uh, you know what they i just thought of members. that yeah. was
0: in a surprisingly hostile environment
1: Barberton. uh you that, remember that game it was not surprisingly oh, hostile. i mean it I, was quite hostile
0: i didn't expect that going in i didn't think it would be like that rough but yeesh you
1: yeah. didn't expect it to be hostile i i don't know Barberton people I, you, I never really heard anything about them. They're like 25 minutes north of us, and it was like our first time ever playing.
0: Yeah, and I didn't expect them to be a load of white trash like they were.
1: <laughs> it doesn't help that we sat on their side.
0: We were good. We were. I was going to say quiet, but we weren't quiet. But we, we were, were good. We're not loud. Route- yeah, we were, we were loud when appropriate. <coughs> we don't start stuff. No, we just end it. But... Yeah, uh, that wasn't a bad place. Nah, um, Perry. When the lights went out,
1: that was neat. Yeah, I'm just. Gonna... I almost said Perry, just like because it's like, yeah, eh, you know, yeah. I like going to Perry. <laughs> <laughs> I like playing Perry, it's I always feeding like Perry. Yeah, it's, it's always
0: fun out. whooping them on their own turf. Especially uh Wakefield's retirement ceremony we gave him last year. That was fun.
1: It'd be even better if it was like his actual retirement. Yeah.
0: But, you know, that's where's he coaching at now?
1: D.C. somewhere. I was told, like, Dover or New Philly or something. Yeah. Like that, one of those. Bring his, you know,
0: 1964 4-4 cover three defense down there, see how they do.
1: That yeah, is quite surprising. you think that when he was going to be done, he'd, he'd be done. He's just like, nah, I'm leaving, Perry. Yeah,
0: he's just – I mean, I guess – Finn Feather and Fur didn't want him back. <laughs> That's actually how I met him.
1: At Finn Feather and Fur.
0: Before he started coaching at Perry again, yeah. Me and my dad were there for something and he just answered a question for me and we walked away. My dad's like, you know who that was? No? Oh, that was Keith Wakefield. He coached you know, he coached at Masson for a year, he coached Perry, Yeah. What the hell's he doing here? Retired. Yeah. Until he wasn't. Yeah. So yeah, let's hear what you guys got because uh, it's probably a lot better than what this discussion just was. Um, obviously, I don't have much. Rob, anything else from you? No, not really. Yeah. So that was the FW Runner and Sons question of favorite hostile environments to play in. Like we said, if you got any other non-massing places, love to hear them. And. Uh, uh, this one, short and sweet. It's all I got tonight. I think it's all we both got in the tank, to be honest. Yeah. With that, go Tigers. Be warned.
1: Go Tigers.